What up, what up, y'all? It's Mr. Al Pete, musician, hip-hop artist, DJ, actor, host, podcaster, motivator, and cousin's best friend. This is my personal podcast where I speak on different happenings with me. My thoughts, goals, struggles, triumphs, shoes, adidas, baby, music, Ty-Fi Rice, Twitter, whatever. You might get an appearance from good old Kip Monroe. <laughs> Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood, Clear Visions, to the top, y'all. What's happening, what's happening, what's happening? Are we live, we live, we live on this thing, you know what I'm saying, I'm saying, what's up, what's up, what's up? Let me make sure I'm good, let me make sure I'm good. Uh, let's see. That sounded good and everything was cool? Mm-hmm. Alright, cool, cool, cool. What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen. Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen Pete. Clear Podcast, the series, the skin that I'm in. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Make sure you share, make sure you share, make sure you share. Um... We uh, real quick. We're doing these uh these series where we have conversations. Um, this is like the second one. Shouts out to Hendrix Monet for uh, kicking it off on the first one that she did. If you want to go back and look at the playback of the video and listen to the audio, go to mpn-llc.com and hit her page. Uh, Shit talk no fragrance. Make sure you follow her on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so shouts out to Hendrix Monet on that and for uh, letting us use the uh the word. Uh, use the title for the series and whatnot. So, um, of course, it's obvious with the with the title, the skin I'm in. Um, y'all, y'all already know what the climate is and stuff like that. So I just felt like it's my due, doing my due diligence to like open up the platform and let my people talk. So um, we've had uh, preteens that came in here the first time. Now we have young adults. I was saying teenagers, but I. I felt like I would have got slapped in the face by one of them. So I was like, let me, I was like, let me check myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, let me check myself. These guys are young adults or whatnot. So, and um, yeah. So first off, we have uh, uh Mr. Zachary. Uh, we have Ashy Art. Yes, sir. And we have Mr. Chris. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And also we have Christina Curates in the house. She's going to be uh, co-narrating this thing with me. You know, I I, I try to. Stay in the in the back burner, but <laughs> I always get pushed to the to the front. But nevertheless, um, we appreciate y'all being here. Thank you. So uh, how y'all feeling? Y'all good? Yo, we I'm good. good. Glad to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word, 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 man. I, um, I'm 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 happy y'all here, man. Cause I cause I yeah I want I want to this, this conversation that we having, man. It's good to have it with with young black men. You know what right. I'm saying? It is. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. So and I, I'm sure I know y'all had these conversations. With y'all friends, and mm-hmm. I mean, even uh, before this, she was having it with uh, with Christina Curious, and um, obviously these these conversations are needed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I just feel like when we had these conversations, it'd be a lot more understanding. I'm real big on education on on that part. I know a lot of people are like on this. I don't want to educate nobody no more because I because this and the third, mm-hmm. but. A lot of people are like coming from a a, a good place, so mm. I feel like when they're coming from that good place, they're you're they're allotted to get the education that they needed. Okay, regardless if it's man or woman. Definitely. So that's why I stand out on that. So right, that's that's where we at. So okay. you, um, you want to go ahead and start with introduce introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, do the introduction. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so greetings, on everyone. I am Zachary Chandler Bell, a first excuse me rising second year <laughs> business administration student from. Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, I'm currently a 
serving at SGA at FAMU in the uh, Judicial and Rules Committee. So I do a lot of things when it comes down to, you know, talking about uh, issues and whatnot around the school and, you know, going to, you know, the Capitol and whatnot, trying to lobby to legislators, trying to make change for our people. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, uh, what's up, y'all? My name is Ashley Art. I'm an artist, photographer, all of that. Um, and currently, I graduated from Douglas Anderson School of Arts, in ja also in Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm planning to attend Temple University good, in fall. Good, good, good. Uh, greetings, I am Christopher Allen, a second year pre-physical therapy scholar from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I attend Florida A&M, and I serve as the Secretary of Academic Affairs in SGA. Yeah. And I am Kristen Akurex. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. That is you. That is yes, who I am. Yes, she I is. Am. I am. I am. <laughs> yes. In her. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So again, to my people that's uh that's watching, make sure uh, just share it, share it, share it. Make sure um you go to npn lccom Um, yeah, I'm not going. I, I was about to say I was about to go into like some other stuff, but y'all don't know. Y'all don't need to know the technical stuff, man. We rolling. We cool. Yeah. We good. Yes, so um. Yeah, so Christina uh, uh, Curious, I'm going to throw this back on you. Okay. So let's yeah, let's let's yeah, start, start off the question. I have yeah. a couple of questions. Um, I got a few of the questions from a few of my good friends, Leon McCants and Michael Stewart, and a couple of other places that I wanted to kind of just start a conversation with the young men about just um, things that are going on in in the world and the community. But one question, of course, since I my name is Christina Curates. What are your thoughts on J. Cole's new song? Mm. Um, mm. Snow in the... <laughs> <laughs> Snow in the bluff. Snow in the bluff, right? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on his new song? You can go ahead and start, Christopher, if you... All right. Um, I saw a quote. I found a quote in the song. Uh, it says, I look at freedom like trees. You can't grow a forest overnight. Um, so I really, what quote is that from? Uh, it's from the song itself. Um, I really think that the quote means like, you know we can protest, uh, but these protests—it's it's not the—it's not the uh, beginning or the end. We have to keep going. Uh, this is a, a thing that's going to take time, and we have to keep pushing. Okay. Okay. Mm. Larry, Definitely. what are your what are your thoughts? For me, on the song, I I hear what Cole is saying. You know, in so many words, you he says like <clears throat> you can attract flies with honey better than you can with vinegar. Mm. Mm. But that's at the same time, in my opinion, mm. this was not the time to put this out here. Like knowing looking at the situation that we're in and like how much black women have been um, assaulted and murdered. You know, look at Breonna Taylor and even the recent, what was the girl name? Um, Toyin. Yeah, yeah. Even looking at her, like, and black women, we need, they need our support right now. Like, and right. to put out criticism, which true or not, whether you disagree with it or not, I just believe that the timing was off, okay. in my opinion. Okay. Uh, I definitely agree with both of you wholeheartedly. I would say that I think J. Cole, I think he came from a place of wanting to speak how he felt about things, mm -hmm. but I just, once again, I don't think that it was really the time. And so, you know, when he said that, when he said that, uh, what was it in that song? What's the quote? He said something about your tone. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, your yes, tone he was talking about your tone. Yeah. Yes, he said that her tone was upsetting him, but I actually feel like, you know, a lot of times black women's tone, they need to... Uh, I think that he thought that she was like too abrasive, too abrasive, too out there. Right. But I think that she's doing that out of passion, mm. not out yeah. of yeah. Um, right. you know trying out of anger. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's it's good comments. Good uh, comments about the the. It was a it was heavy. Um, yeah. Different. A lot of different perspectives. Um, Al Pete, what did you think about it? Or the song. Um, 
I, I definitely agree with uh, the, uh, the timing part. Mm. A, a couple of people were saying that the timing part was uh, they made light mentions of the timing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like that's the only thing that was a problem, the timing or whatever. But with this type of conversation that we have, and like, is there really a time for it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like a lot of these conversations that we're having, there is no like, like really a good time to talk about it you know it's, it's one of those conversations that are like ugly there's right. gonna be mm-hmm. one of some ugly conversations that we gonna have um in regards to what he was saying i do i i do i do feel like he could have picked up the phone and called her mm-hmm. versus made a song. Making a song but even in the song that might be the way that he expressed himself mm-hmm. yeah. so we have to like respect that in, in regards to how people express their feelings especially when it comes to you know, a lot of people say about the women, mm-hmm. the tone or whatever. Right. That's his form of tone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we had to respect that or whatnot. And that's and, he, and even with his tone, he was coming from a, like a cool place. Like he was like, "Look, man, like I don't know everything." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like he was really like stripping himself down on some like I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what to do. Like, show me, teach me, yeah. educate me. Right. So, and that's when I said that earlier before we started. I'm like, if somebody asking you to educate them on something. And it's coming from a pure, pure place. Right. I feel like you're allotted to give that person the, um, right. the education needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that um, at the end, I think it's it's very uh, obvious that we as black men and women need to sit down and have conversations so that we can better understand each other. Where you know things won't get out of hand, where her tone is this way and his tone is that way. I, I think we it definitely is a place for dialogue, and that's for all great. I mean, I say great levels. All, all ages, you know, starting from teenage to, to adult. Uh, yeah. So thank you for that. So let's see, I have, um, this one is going to be a, a little heavy. What is your understanding of justice? And what actions do you feel you need to take to obtain it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my understanding of justice is, I think is just just consequences for just actions Mm. so when i think about justice as far as like with our legal system a lot of times it's not really there because things like your color things like your age where you say your social socioeconomic status those all come to play but in reality i feel as if you know judges or jurors they shouldn't have to take any of those things into account which you know as people we you know you do nature you yeah. know you automatically do it right. but unfortunately us man black americans it, we fall on the short end of the stick when it comes to right. things like that and you know i kind of saw on twitter like a, a black male and a white male doing the same exact crime right yeah. and the black male mm-hmm. gets sentenced to what 26, 26. years 26, 26 yeah. years and another guy gets two years in a county penitentiary like that's not right yeah okay. not at all yeah. um Personally, I agree with what you said um, wholeheartedly. Um, I think for me, um, you can ju- look at justice like it's it's a big, you can't just look at it just, you know, one whole yeah. thing. You got to break it up. So for me, I think the short term justice for now um, is, of course, you know, we need to convict um, these um, these cops right. who have, you know, done these things like Brian Taylor's killers. Um, we need to convict, still need to convict George Floyd killers and so on and so on. There's many names. Right. But um, I think long term, I think we need the dismantling and you know kind of like rebuilding you know reboot mm-hmm. of the um the law force the judicial system because we know that's corrupt mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i think those are the long term right okay. to achieve all justice right. i agree with both of you all um i think justice is something that should be done uh equally for all races um i think that 
you know, the system um, from the start has been uh, against us this whole time. Yeah. I think that uh, we just have to get like political representation in our communities for us for us to even change the justice system itself. So. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's hard. I think it's hard to change something that was built against you from the start. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you really got to go down to the roots. And so I think that's why when it comes out to how will we attain justice, that's why we, that's why we're going to the that's why we're doing the protests. Mm. That's why we're going to the Capitol. Right. That's why we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. That's why we're doing podcasts talking about how we upset and right. that somebody needs to do something about it. That's good. Yeah. That's a good starting point. Yeah. And speaking of the protests, uh, I know you guys recently atten uh, attended the protests mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. That was your first time doing something like that. Could you speak a little bit about that and how you felt? Um, honestly, honestly, uh, it was kind of nostalgic uh, just being at the protest. We had we first started um, walking and seeing all those people like chanting and uh, doing different speeches and stuff like that. It was nostalgic just because. Like I know our grandmothers, we went to pro they went to protests and yeah. we're doing the same thing 50 yeah. years later, yeah. like almost as if nothing changed. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that it was kind of crazy once again, you know, like nostalgic. Yeah. And honestly, it was it was in a way it was sad, just being real because I saw you know a 74 year old grandmother, you know, out there, mm. and you know, happened to kind of have a conversation with her, and the fact that you know she's like, okay, I'm having to do this again. You know what I'm saying? But this time it's not for me, it's for my grandkids. Right. And you know, for their kids and whatnot. And then again, at the same time, it was kind of surreal seeing that white kids and black kids, Latinos, mm -hmm. a lot of different people coming together, you know, for the good of black people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's encouraging. It is really encouraging that it's it's people out there that care about us and that they want to see change. And at the same time, I think it's kind of sad that it's it's come down so many different generations that, you know, if I think that my grandparents, you know, they taught me about how things were back in the day. Mm -hmm. So what's stopping, you know, a white person's grandparents from doing the same thing, but mm. this way, you know, saying this is not how we do things. Right. So so that peop people people in our generation aren't lost about it exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. yes. So, um, another question is kind of kind of deep, but your answers are doesn't matter how you answer it. What are your fears in this present moment? Mm -hmm. I think um, I thought of this one. I, I think that like. Hey, hold on real quick. I love the fact. I love the fact when they do that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Mm. Okay. Mm. I agree. I'm sorry. So you process it. Process it. Process it in like that. I think that like as black men, we share a lot of the same fears, the same general fears, you know, mm. of the um, you know, are we gonna get shot? Are we gonna get you know pulled over? You know, yeah. is this gonna be the last time we see our friends, our family, etc.? Um, and I think I also have like fears of like, hey. Is it still, you know, like, I mean, Chris mentioned, he was like, um, you know, our grandma, she she did process back in her day. Like, yep. she did sit-ins. So, it's like, will my grandchildren have to go through the same stuff that we're doing right now? So, it's like, it's that fear, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, On top of fears of just being a 19, 18-year-old and you're, you know, both of you have already transitioned from high school to, to college. Mm -hmm, and now right. you're about to transition from high school to college. Mm -hmm. So, you're talking about just normal fears of any 18 or 19 you would have right. then you bring in these other fears but yeah that's mm -hmm. go ahead whoever else um i think honestly um like he said just just the generational fact of um even our grandkids might be able to go might actually go through the same thing if we don't make a change now um it's kind of overwhelming just think about it like uh i kind of honestly call it like the 19 syndrome because you know when you're like growing up you know about rosa parks and things like that but like when we got to college, it kind of hit like, you know, we actually might get pulled over and shot by the cops. You know, it's kind of a scary thing to mm -hmm. even think about or even fathom. 
that we might have kids and you know what I'm saying the same thing could happen to them and you know I think it's kind of crazy living in Jacksonville and attending FAMU and coming home from uh, for Christmas break and a student from FAMU Jamie Johnson being killed mm -hmm. by JSO mm -hmm. coming home late night like that could have been me yeah you know we're home from school you know not really worried about things glad about a break from from you know our classwork and whatnot and then a student losing his life to the police and so you know that's kind of hard to fathom especially you know when i have an older brother and i also have a younger brother mm -hmm. and it's the fact that you know my younger brother's still in high school here about to get his driver's license and stuff like that so you know now he's a new target right right mm -hmm. have you you know i know you know we have had conversations about every time you leave the house as always be safe be mm -hmm. careful but you've had those these conversations with your parents in yes, terms of like things that you need to do if you were to get pulled over you've right. had those and yes, is that you know are you is that is it scary or is it just reality, right? I mean, it's it's reality, but at the same time, it's like, I'm just like, dang, like, I really, because, you know, I'm so, me, sometimes I like to, you know, sometimes I I have a little temper or whatever, right? right. So yes, it's exactly. like, I, I shouldn't have to say, I shouldn't have to, like, not bow down, but I shouldn't have to, like, be extra precautious talking to you, talking right. to a police officer. You get what I'm saying? Like, I should be able to say, okay, um, you know, yes, sir, da-da-da. Like, okay, yes, I'm pulling out my wallet. Like, yeah, I feel like yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. But and you know, you know, seeing on Twitter when people record themselves being pulled over, and you know, they're not necessarily black, and you know, they're asking the police officer, "Why are you pulling me over? Where are you doing this?" And I know that I cannot do anything like that. <laughs> right. I cannot ask yeah. them anything. You know, they're like, "Okay, why are you why are you hostile? Why are you doing this?" And then next thing you know, I'm being asked to pull up, get out the car, and things like that. And you know, it's kind of it's really crazy that we have to even deal with something like yeah. that right. mm -hmm. that's true so what's interesting also is um my grandfather um edward hickson was one of the first police officers black police officers in jacksonville mm -hmm. and my father anthony hickson senior was also a police officer so in terms of having that trust from police officers i mean We've had it. They've mm -hmm. had that trust because it's a part of their family. We have family members now that are uh, that are current police officers for JSO. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's kind of I'm not gonna say it's confusing, but it's kind of like okay, I have I know of good people. Mm -hmm. There are some good police officers. Right. We know some personally, and then there's some that just for whatever reason see you in a different light. I know that that's probably a, a, a tough spot to be in when right. you when you are approached by a police officer, say, in a car or whatever. So, mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts on that? Or mm -hmm. have you thought about it like mm -hmm. that yet? Or have you hadn't even taken consideration of, of, of your... I, honestly, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really thought about it either, though. Well, it's something to think about yeah. because, like, like I mean, we, we talk about police officers all the time and, and how we know that there are so many of them that have not had, I mean, like, so training, but have these already preconditioned thoughts right. about you yeah, and at right. the same time there's some that will take care of you right. and that will make yes, sure that if you have a flat tire that you're good so it's kind of like okay i just need to how do i how do i manage my thoughts and keeping it where let me just make sure i do what i need to do what i've been taught in terms of you know if i get pulled over it's just interesting something to think about you yes, know because you you hear it all the time when people say oh cops are bad da, da, da. but then at the same time you know people yeah, personally that, that are not good. you know yeah. so yeah. it's it's an interesting some interesting thoughts interesting thoughts yeah 
Okay, so um, I found these uh, next set of questions in the, um, it was an article called Breaking Barriers, Plotting the Path to Success for School-Aged African-American Males. So mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I quoted that because that was, this, these, these are not my questions. Um, how do you feel about the way black men and boys are portrayed in the media? Mm. Mm. Okay. So this is this way. Wait, 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 wait. Do you believe media influences the way black males behave? So that's a two-part question. Right. So you want me to say the question again? Or you I, I got it. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Um, okay. So personally, I feel like our portrayal in the media, I'm tired of it. Yeah. Like. Um, because I okay, so look, 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 look. So you get examples, right? Even with more recent stuff, like um, I don't know if y'all seen on Netflix, A Day and a Night. The yep. boy, his daddy was on drugs, and then he in prison. Now he in prison, finna have a son. You know what I'm saying? And um, even with Moonlight, even though it was it was a variation because he was gay, his his mama was on crack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the only father figure in the movie was selling his mama to crack. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like yeah. wow. it. And even with the older movies too, like The Boys in the Hood, um. And you know, minister society, it's like it's either gang related or drugs or something with having yeah. no daddy. Mm -hmm. And it's just like we 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 rarely get to see um just kind of like more normal or just yeah. regular mm -hmm. um visions or like um media portrayal of you know black life for right. black men. That's true. Black right, boys. Right. That's true. Right. But uh I would definitely say that the media portrays us in a bad way a lot of times yes. the mm -hmm. majority of the time mm -hmm. even you know a lot of times something tragic can happen to a um african-american and they lose their life and you know they'll pick the worst picture mm -hmm. the worst picture and they'll put it on on the news yeah. mm -hmm. and you know instead of portraying them in their graduation right. cap and gown right. and something like that or they'll pull up their history of something negative that they did right, right. Mm -hmm. and you know it that's really sad because that's something I saw about Ahmaud Arbery, about how he may have gotten in some trouble before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they tried to pull up and talk about how, uh, you know, he was a troublemaker and he did this and that. But that doesn't discredit the mm -hmm. fact that he was killed, right. Right. that Absolutely. he was murdered. Absolutely. And whether he did those things or not, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he was yeah. still done wrong. Right. right. And so I do, but I do think that the the way the media portrays us does influence the way that some African Americans, you know, uh, black males act. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's kind of sad that you know someone has to feel as if they have to, you know, be hard. They gotta right. be a yeah. thug. Or they yeah. gotta, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To be portrayed as you know masculine or anything like that. That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to media, I see it uh, as in like. The, the people that we listen to in music videos. Yes. Um, sure. People like Youngboy. Youngboy has a lot of YouTube views. Um, people see people see all these black these black uh, musicians and different things. They they think maybe we gotta act hard. Maybe we gotta you know what I'm saying slang this that and third. Uh, I think that we have a lack of um, professionalism in our media as as a black community in a whole as a whole. Yeah. Um, I think that as the, at the college level um, we have organizations such as like the Collegiate 100 that we're in. Uh, we dress up. Uh, different things like that, but if we could, if we could possibly get more professionalism, more uh, activism in the black community with our media, I think it could definitely change the way that people see ourselves and see each other. Yeah. So you need to change the narrative. Yeah. Change the narrative. Change the narrative. Yeah, that's definitely. Okay. Um, let's see. Here's one about kind of a personal one. How do you, how do you deal with peer pressure? Mm. Pressures, for example, that involve drinking, drug use, sex, 
negatively impact black males? How do, how do you deal with, in, with peer pressure as a 19-year-old? <laughs> uh, you know, just being honest, peer pressure is a real thing. Yeah. And I didn't really fall into peer pressure in high school, but when I got to college, it's a completely different world because you know you're not you're no longer living underneath your parents' house. Right. You're doing what you want, stand out however late you want, things like that. But I feel like you have to know where you come from mm. a lot of times, and you have to remember how you were raised. Mm -hmm. And so you know that's how I've combated a lot of peer pressure. You know, avoided a lot of situations that I could have end up getting in trouble. Right. Mm -hmm or end up getting myself hurt. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I always think about my grandma in the back of my head and how, you know, she she wouldn't be approving of the things that I would that yeah. I would be doing right there. And you know, a lot of times that'll deter me from doing a lot of things. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Um I think that peer pressure uh is ba it's really based off of like the people that you hang around, you surround yourself True. with. Um I hang around like Zach and Damari and different people. Uh, but I, I really feel like we keep ourselves grounded. We uh, know when to stop. We know when to tell each other, you know what I'm saying? Bro, just chill out, just chill out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I think peer pressure is all about who you hang around and how strong-minded you are. I think when you go to college, you definitely got to remember where you came from, your roots, because uh, college is a, it's an animal of itself. Right. So <laughs> going Backing off of what um, Chris said, I think you definitely got to know who you are. Yeah. Like, um, I know this is very, um, I think, didn't, what did you say in the question? You were like, um, does it affect school or whatever? No, I said um, other pressures inf pressures to be involved with drinking, drug abuse, sex negatively impact black males' progress in school. So, okay. yes, you are right. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, I think in some instances it does. Like, I know my mom, I'm not trying to, like, sound with a whip, but my mom, she sees at Reebok. And um, she, you know, frequently tells me how, like, um, some students, they might fall into the wrong circles or to the wrong crowds and be influenced to do stuff that you know derail the academic track right and um like a, like i know a friend an old friend of mine like he um he just got you know this girl pregnant i know this that might be a little too much but yeah right right but um and it's like we grew up we grew up in church together right and then you know he we never it's never been um we always been cool whatever and it's like he may have been pressured he might have just wanted to do whatever we'll do what he do right. but he might have been pressured to um to have sex you know like at an earlier age because this was like maybe freshman year he got mm -hmm. to go pregnant mm -hmm. so he might have been pressured to have sex early because i mean that's very that's very prevalent among um black men it's like yeah. oh lose your virginity by a certain age and like do this by this you know yes, but like you will get clowned that's, like that's, that's a whole another conversation yeah. we'll talk about that it's a whole another one it's <laughs> a different whole another conversation so um how how important is faith in your spirituality mm. uh faith and my spirituality is everything a lot of times i find myself you know praying a lot throughout the day and whatnot just about yeah. those small things mm -hmm. and you know even coming here i was like god you know just speak through me type of thing yeah. because you know at the end of the day you know we can you know achieve all these different accolades and things like that but you know i feel as if if you're not living for god and you know yeah what you're doing yeah. but i think that it's also it also affects a lot of the decisions that I make, you know, mm -hmm. uh, my faith background, you know, growing up in the church and things like that. And, you know, knowing that, you know, the word is going to test you and whatnot. And also knowing how to react to it. Right. Yeah. I think for me, um, faith is essential. Like, I know for sure, um, 
me personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't have um, gotten through like personal struggles that I've gotten through without my faith at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like my faith it keeps me going, keeps me alive, keeps me driving. So. Right, right. I think faith is uh, essential as well. I think like even if you're going through something that you might not feel like you can, you know what I'm saying, make it through. I think with faith, regardless of how hard it is, you'll always make it through with God. Um, you just gotta, you know what I'm saying, believe in Him and, and keep praying. It'll all work out. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so well, how do you feel about mentoring? Is mentoring um, something that you recommend that a young black man should have? Oh uh, yes. Or yes, should be yes. involved in? Can you speak a little bit about that? Um yes, uh, I think mentoring is very important. Um, growing up, um, you know, I was I was kind of a bad kid in school, <laughs> in, in middle school, in middle school. Yeah. But I, uh, I joined I joined uh, different uh, mentoring organizations, and um, I, I just learned from different black men. Um, they taught me like how to uh, have etiquette at a table, how to you know what I'm saying carry myself as a man. Uh, just the, just like small things of like you don't have to be hard. You can be you know what I'm saying your own. You can be your own person as a black man. Uh, you know uh, I think mentoring can shape the way. Uh, the young, the youth, uh, see themselves and and how they can carry themselves in the future. So, okay. uh, I think that mentoring is very important. You know, I was fortunate enough to grow up with uh, mentors. You know, in the schools, mm-hmm. school teachers, church, even you know people older than me type of thing. You know, just kind of reaching back, making sure that I was straight in a lot of different regards. And you know, going to FAMU, uh, Chris and I got involved with the FAMU chapter. The powerhouse chapter of Collegiate 100 sees up, and um, you know we're big on mentoring, yeah. mentoring the youth in the Tallahassee area, whether it be social, emotional, physical, or you know emotional needs. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times it starts when you're young. Right. So I think that sometimes people feel as if it can be too late to you know reach back or you know a lot of time i know some people in school that they think that they were too far gone at a certain point mm-hmm. and that you know they were shocked that they even made it to school right. but i think that's important to you know tell the youth that you know you can never be too far gone that you can't come back and you know do what's right and things like that and i think that it starts that if we can really start mentoring at a younger age and you know putting setting a foundation yep. that you know you won't run into those situations anymore yeah um i definitely think um like that but like both of them said it's really needed um me personally i don't really have a lot of like mentors or whatever you know growing up um so i kind of just i kind of had to like you know find out you know on my own and kind of build myself on my own but i think it definitely would have been easier for me if i would have had some mentors in my life at a young age but also i think also recently i've um me and chris we joined omega lamplighters and I think um, having those older, like older brother figures, I think yeah. those definitely have, um, you know, nurtured me and kind of just, you know, molded me into a better man. So. Okay. Yeah. That's that's good ones. Good ones. Okay. Um, let's see. Now oh, this one is another heavy one. <laughs> <laughs> what is your opinion, or what? In, I'm sorry. What, in your opinion, are the strengths and weaknesses of Black Americans? Hmm. Mm. You say that one more time. What, in your opinion, <laughs> are the strengths and the weaknesses of Black Americans? I think a lot of our strengths, uh, when it comes to Black America, is that we're very passionate yeah. about making things, about wanting to make things change. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's really big. That you know, the youth, you know, we're trying to 
change the narrative mm -hmm. and you right. know empower ourselves mm -hmm. and you know change the way that we're really looked at yeah. change people's perspectives and things of that nature now one of the weaknesses i think is the fact that we need to be more consistent mm -hmm. because i know that they said black lives matter isn't a hashtag and unfortunately a lot of times i feel like we have so much fuel and so much power at first and then all of a sudden it, it dies did. out it dies and out. it does not need to die out right yeah, um, I think definitely um, one of our strengths is our resilience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can trace that back to, um, you know, our ancestors, yes. of course. Yeah. But I think even our resilience now, um, you know, in this process. Um, but I think also one of our weaknesses is, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, with the whole um, J. Cole situation, is I think we feel like we have to agree with everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we right. still have that common goal. But there are many different ways to get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's protesting, whether it's protest art, whether it's you know doing podcasts like this, you know spreading spreading awareness, etc. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Um, I think our strength is uh, I would say our determination and resolve. Um, I think for years, for uh, centuries, we've actually had a, a lot of determination. Um, we 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 fight for everything that we have to get. Um, but I think that one of our weaknesses is that uh, we lack unity. Um, mm -hmm. I think that you know um. It's, it, it's sometimes it's, it's a divide between black men and black women. I think that if we could uh, come together as a as a whole, it would be even stronger, way greater than we that we could even imagine. Um, I think that unity is very important in us uh, bringing back um, you know black power, uh, becoming uh, essential essential uh, role models in our own communities. Um, this is off off cuff. Why do you feel like uh, like there's no unity in, in when it comes to the African American community? <sighs> I feel like, hmm, that's a hard question. I feel like we have unity, but I feel like um, in times we can feel like, oh, um, it's oh, that's a great one. Okay, I think that colorism is very important. I think that's really why we don't have true unity because we kind of try to differentiate light skin, dark skin, brown skin. If we all look at each other as a black people, I think that we can truly have great unity. Mm. And I also think the fact that, you know, Unfortunately, we look down on yeah. each other a lot of times, you yeah. know, when it comes down to, okay, oh yeah, he not clean, he don't got on the J's, he don't got on a clean fit, yeah, he yeah. looking crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So we gonna discredit that man, he's not, he's nobody, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no need for that. Right. So it's like that class battle. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's yeah. definitely yeah. a class battle. Yeah, um, and it was funny, cause I was, today I actually, um, I've been around my, uh, I call her my cousin sister, she was my cousin, mm -hmm. uh, shout out to uh, Jasmine, but she's, uh, she's mixed. And I was like, and I was like, I want to talk to her, like, and 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 see how she feels in regards to like being mixed. I can just imagine like the people that are mixed, oh, yeah, right like now. the mm -hmm. place that they're in right now with yeah. all of this. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah. Sure. I, I just I just wanted to ask that question because. Um, uh, Christina yeah. Curry, I already know. She already <laughs> know how I get down on that. Yes, I think. Well, and that goes to the conversation that I had about J Cole's message and his in his music. We as black women and black men, even on your level, when you talk about just relationships, mm -hmm. you know, we need to have conversation. Yeah. We need to have conversation. We're not going to agree upon everything, but we have to at least have respect for each other and know that I'm coming from a pl from one place, you're coming from another place, and we have to be able to respect the fact that I have an opinion I feel a certain way and not downgrade someone because they may not have experienced college right. Right. or True. they may not have the funds to buy the newest 
shirts or whatever mm -hmm. it is. You know, we mm -hmm. have to we, we we have to look past that and say, okay, now what can we do as a community to come together so that our children can get the best education, right. or that our children can be aware of their history. You know, I mean, I, I, I think that, and then of course, you know, the whole relationship topic is a whole other conversation, but we have to like at least be able to, you should be able to express yourself if you and I were, in, well, not you and I, but if you were in a relationship with a young lady, <laughs> you have to be able to express yourself right. and she has to be able to express herself and, and not feel like, well, every time I say something, you're not hearing me. You know, right. you're not hearing what I'm saying. And then, you, you know, she's saying what she's saying, but she, he may not be hearing her. So I think, yeah. you know, in terms of that, we, we have a lot to work on. We do. We, we have a lot right. to work on with that. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Getting back to these questions here. Um, what gives you hope? And this is just in general. What gives you hope? Mm -hmm. uh, I think for me, what gives me hope is that, um, especially like through my art, through my, you know, creative vision or whatever, um, I think that like I could I, I have plans for the future and I guess like just knowing that the um the content that I will put out will inspire or will give, you know, or will shed light on something like, you know, cultural appropriation or um just, you know, other black issues or whatever. Or you know, just showcasing our beauty. I feel like um I get hope from, you know, doing that mm -hmm. and you know, having the the platform and opportunity to, you know, show that. So mm -hmm. um I think what gives me hope is the uh, like like Zach said before uh, the spurts of um, unity that we brought together in the protests. Uh, we came together hugely in our communities. Um, I think that if we could like keep that going continuously uh, over a, a long period of time, I think hope and hope and change would definitely come. Uh, what gives me hope in regards to like the things going on right now in the world mm -hmm. is the fact that I have a few white friends that have kind of hit my line. It was like, man, could you please explain to me what's going on? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, unfortunately, uh, they has gotten in the way. Mm -hmm. So, but they have a desire to learn. Right. So, you know, I think that's big yeah. is that they have the desire to learn, which means that that's kind of going to plant a seed. So, you know, mm -hmm. for generations to come, mm -hmm. you know, we have the opportunity to plant a seed in somebody right now and you know they can pass that on to you know their right. kids and then you know That's so true. on and so forth so That's you know true. maybe generations down the line we're not talking about something like this again. Mm. Right. Yeah. right right i think it's an it's it's that's good um i think that a lot of times you they reach out because they may not know but then again this it's easily information they can find online and i'm not yeah. saying to say yeah. okay just tell them to go to google you know but <laughs> A lot of the understanding, yes, they need to hear your perspective. They right, need to right. hear how you're feeling in, in all of this. But at the same time, we all need to do some research about what has happened in the past to see. Like the situation with the um, gator baits, you know, they're, oh, they're, they're, the chant yeah. for the, the, the gators. They're changing that. And I haven't even looked on News for Jacks or the other stations because I, I mean, on, online on their Facebook pages because I know that the comments will be. A mess, mm -hmm. but it's if you look at the history of the gator bait and how they would feed uh, gator little black children, they would put them in there as if mm. they would be gator bait. So mm -hmm. I mean that that alone is just horrible. And some people right. I mean didn't know that history, and that's okay yeah. if you didn't know. Yeah. You know it now. So right. and even knowing that, it's still like, well, it's just a chant. Why can't we? Do the, you know. And then with all of the Confederate. Um, 
statues are being brought down, and now they're doing the school change, the name change of the schools. You know, people are really upset about that. But it's like, if you can't get past that, if that is your concern, or if that is what you're upset about, then we got a long way to go. Yeah. Because there's right. so much more that's be beneath all of that that we have to really um, get into. Yes, ma'am. You gonna say something? Uh, just the, the hope aspect of it. Uh, I think for. I guess I'm asking myself. For me, mm -hmm. um, it look. I mean, it's like y'all have the tools. Y'all have like more tools to give to, you know, what I'm saying the people up under you guys, and it's like it kind of goes. Um, the tools that like my parents had, my grandparents had, it, it was limited. But I feel like I always joke off and say because I came out of school in '97, so I was like, I feel like '97, 1997 was like that that line where. We were still able to know how to wash our own clothes, like mm -hmm. hand wash our clothes. But at the same time, too, we had washing and dryers. Like, right. But so I felt like our generation, and you know, I felt like we uh, we we were able to handle both ends of it. Mm -hmm. We're able to understand like our parents' side, but at the same time, too, we're uh, we're, we're quick to understand you know y'all y'all side. Right. So I think that makes us like more more of a, a, a resource to y'all mm -hmm. which makes it like a double double resource for y'all that's how i kind of yes. look at it or whatever yes. so yeah. that, i think that's the hope that i give right. and it's cool to see like all three of y'all yeah i mean y'all are like talking like you know what i'm saying like intelligent like y'all you guys are like very powerful in your words and just uh just how y'all walk in at y'all presence and whatnot mm -hmm. so that's a major plus right. you know what i'm saying versus yes. You know, me and my friends, we did it, but we probably did it for the wrong reasons. You know, but other things. But we wasn't as like a uh, as a uh, militant and like and mm -hmm. uh, tapped in and formed mm -hmm. like that. I, I piggyback on what you're saying. The, the hope that I have, what gives me hope. I know I was asking you guys a question, but the fact that I that that you know I see you all and how education is important to you know to your careers and your futures and I see how you are willing to open your your hands and arms to other people yeah. just because they may not be as cool as you guys or whatever you know you're like okay fine let's figure out how we're gonna do this all together yeah. and that you, you you strategize and you think about stuff like that and you're willing to say let me go back into the community and help this young man that may not have somebody at home or may not you know have a positive view that's important yeah. because that's the only way we're going to be able to like stay together or bring each other up so if you go back and say okay I need to help out these kids because they may not have seen what I saw. Yes, I mean, I have seen those, those, you guys went to some pretty good schools academically. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you, you have to, that's, that's the hope that I have, that I see this. And I know that there are, that, you know, there are some struggles that you have just in general of just being a young man, being and figuring out what you want to do in your careers. But the fact that you can stay grounded in the Lord, you know, and to also know that you have different things that you can do in your future, art, you're doing business, physical therapy, I mean, to realize, okay, we need those type of people back into our community. So when you graduate, mm -hmm. you can say, okay, I'm going back, you know, and, and give right. the way that I was, the way that people gave to you. So I, I definitely have, definitely have hope. Definitely have hope. Okay, so let's see. Here's here's a home stretch. You're at your home stretch. Okay, so I have two more questions actually. One question question is if you could name one person, um, and I'm gonna say one person for each for each of you. Mm -hmm. Who would you consider is a, a leader in the black community? 
Mm. <laughs> we talking national or like local? We, how, however you want to look at it. I mean, Ooh. it doesn't have to be. There's no right or wrong answers. Yeah. I mean, this was a hard one for me because uh, we was talking about it earlier. Right. Yeah. But um, you know, in the current situation we are now, there's no. We don't have our our MLKs or our Malcolm X. Like we don't have that in this generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't have like certain black leaders. We don't like Chris said. We don't have our Hueys. Yeah. So it's kind of like. You know, it's mm-hmm. and there's people out there who are doing it, but it's like they don't get the same maybe attention or you know not I don't want to say clout, but I mean but yeah, clout, not, right. but yeah. So so I think that one person that's an example that came to mind when Larry was talking, you know, kind of honing in on you know something local and mm-hmm. things like that is our family alumni representative Ramon Alexander. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know he's someone that kind of has kind of invested in me. And you know, with knowledge and whatnot, kind of talking okay. to me and things of that nature. You know, getting to go to family, family day at the Capitol, and speaking to the different legislators, and you know, really seeing firsthand how a lot of times they really aren't worried about things going on at FAMU, which you know, in turns makes me think about what's going on. They're not worried about things going on in our communities and right. things like that. Yeah. And you know, he's done a good job at kind of spotlighting and bringing attention to the fact that something needs to change and something has got to give. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I think a leader uh could possibly be Benjamin Crump. Um, I think that he um he takes action in in a lot of these cases when uh black people are faced with injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that his leadership role is more um at a protective state mm-hmm. as a lawyer. Um, he can't really be on the front lines, you know, doing what MLK Malcolm X did. Right. He has to be in the courtroom, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing different things like that. So. It's good. Yeah. Good. So that's a that's a hard question because, like you said, we we. We have people that are doing things in different places, um, and you guys named a few earlier, but in terms of like someone nationally to say, okay, this person, we know, we see this person and we know that Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, we know who, what they stood for. We know that, that they represented, you know, the black Americans. So that's, that's a good question. Good, good, something to think about. Something to research also. Yeah. Sure. Um, and my last question is obviously music related. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, what is your go-to music when you want to relax? Mm. No wrong, or right or wrong uh, answer. Really uh, 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 for me, <laughs> really, 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 I, I like R and B. Um, I listen. I, I go right to Brent. I go to Daniel Caesar, uh, Frank Hold Ocean. Brent Fires, uh, Daniel Caesar, uh, Frank Ocean. Um, I think that their music is very calming. Uh, it's, it's 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 soothing. You can do your homework to it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. something okay. sweet, simple. Okay. Yeah, I think for me, it depends on it depends on how relaxed I'm trying to be. Yeah. If I'm trying to be just like <laughs> sunk, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. in it, I'll listen to like some Sade or okay. whatever. Um, okay. Okay. But you know, sometimes I might listen to you know SOS band oh. or um, you know, some <laughs> other. You can tell stuff who, like that. Nephew, um, this is after. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it just it honestly depends. You know, it it can go from it can go from the um the Rebby Jacksons to the the like Griselda. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I think when I try to relax, um, I like listening to instrumentals and things like that because it kind of gives me the chance to, you know, kind of think 
and kind of get into my mental. But then again, I also like listening to you know J Cole mm -hmm. and um, Kendrick. Mm -hmm. Let's see, No Name, a mm -hmm. uh, Chance the Rapper. You know, people okay. like that. A lot of these people, I don't feel like they're just rapping for entertainment mm -hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. But you know, they're trying to put out a message. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Now, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having your guilty pleasures or your yeah. music that you want to thump when you're in a car. So yeah. I just mm -hmm. wonder, like, what was your go-tos? Well, I think that is all that I have. That concludes my questions. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, it was definitely great. So a uh, round of applause for Christina Curates for being <laughs> for being put on the spot. Yes. <laughs> um, and and shouts out to the to the brothers, uh, Zach, Chris, Ashy, Art. Hey, um, do your uh, socials. Uh, yeah, before we leave, because I will forget that for sure. Okay. Um, OG Spiff on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, that guy Chris. Uh, two U's and in, in guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Instagram, Twitter, everything is at Ashy Art. Ashy like knees, and then A R T T. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at OG Zach underscore on Twitter at OG underscore Zach Z A C two H's and then um, Ooh, another page <laughs> is My Black Voice Matters it's an upcoming digital media and uh, podcast channel coming soon Coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, no, no, no. no. Like <laughs> oh, yeah, you too, yeah. Well, Christina Curates. I have um, on Sunday evening on the Sound of Duval, I have a mix that I've put together, mixed by Mr. Al Pete. And it's just a, a, a mellow vibe. I have introduced it to my son and my nephew, which is my big supporters. So that's me. Indeed, and we have um, uh, uh, MOA Visuals uh, running the camera, so shouts out to him for doing that. That was a commercial that you <laughs> saw at the beginning, man. Listen, we are on our media network action over here, so. Um, and thank you to you for yeah, this platform. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Man. Listen, listen, anytime y'all want to jump on, um, look, look, we can do it here. We can call on the phone or whatnot if you got something that you really want to get off your chest or just want to talk to people about. Like, please feel free to, like, use this platform or whatnot. We cut these mics on and just have a dialogue. Or if you got something you got coming up or you want to, like, you know, share a funny joke <laughs> and, hopes, and hopes that I will laugh, I mean, I mean whatever. <laughs> Nevertheless, feel free anytime to, like, come on this platform. Any questions, comments, concerns, whatever you got, definitely hit me up. I'm, uh, I know Christina uh, Curates has already extended that with her, mm -hmm. but I want to extend it as well from me, uh, Al Peter, the MPN family and whatnot. And so also I thank you it. to Hendrix Monet for the actual title. The yeah, yeah, yeah the skin I'm in. I think, yeah, awesome. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, quick story on that, man. We, uh, she was doing her show, mm -hmm. and um, I was like, we need a title so I can do the flyer or whatever, and uh, she gave one title, and then the second title was Skin I'm In. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's pretty dope, man. It's just really kind of polished, you know, oh, kind of yeah. straight yeah. up and whatnot. And then um, I was like, well, we should just do a series of these. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was like, yo, you mind if I, you know, get that name or whatever? So that's why we kind of branded it now. So sure. so definitely shouts out to Hendrix Monet on that. I definitely want to, like, big her up for that mm -hmm. because uh you know that was a that's a powerful name coming from a powerful woman mm -hmm. um and all that stuff so yeah so um everybody you got anything else you want to share or whatever it was great man it was a great conversation yeah, definitely, definitely great. great conversation yeah, um yeah so to my people's was adding the mpn network clear visions podcast mr allen this will be on audio format within a couple of days we'll have a video attached to it please Make sure you're following mpn-llc.com 
for all the good works of the podcast network and all the content that we got going on in Duval County and the surrounding areas and all my neighbors and my groovers all that stuff goes on on that site so thank y'all so much we are out of here man in the old negro spirits of Wayne Peterson (laughs) (laughs) to the top (laughs) all right y'all Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood Clear Visions was thought of, produced, engineered, and recorded by me, Mr. LP at MPN Studios. The intro and outro music was produced by myself as well. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast that is available on all podcast platforms. Thank you to everyone who supports me. It's greatly appreciated. To the top, everyone.